Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 125 of the Cloudcast. We're coming to you live from our massive studio here in Raleigh, North Carolina, and this is Aaron. It's just me tonight. Unfortunately, uh, Brian is uh, still doing the working thing again. Um, but tonight we have actually a an alumnus, a returning guest to the show. Uh, we have Chip Childers. Uh, actually, you you have a distinction here, Chip. You are the first you know, I would say dual VP on the show, VP of product <laughs> strategy, Accumulogic, and VP of Apache Cloud Stack. <laughs> so well, I'm, welcome I'm to the show, Chip. That. And first of all, explain what the heck that all means, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, no problem. So actually, I think the, the last time we spoke, um, we, we were at a uh, uh, Cloud Stack conference in Santa Clara. Um, and that was, that was actually recently after we had graduated as a project. So, um, yeah, so I, I do wear a couple of different hats in the world. Um, one of them is that um, I, I'm the vice president of Apache CloudStack within the uh, Apache Software Foundation. Um, largely, uh, really nothing more than herder of cats, um, as most of the project governance is, is done kind of by a, a collective group of people called the Project Management Committee. Um, so I would say that's more of kind of an administrative role. Um, and currently, uh, my mortgage is paid by a great startup called Cumulogic. I joined them just a little over a month ago, um, and right now I'm acting as the uh, vice president of product strategy for Cumulogic. And, and Cumulogic is is kind of a new gig for you in the fact that this is a you know you're kind of your first startup, right? You really come from like a larger company, service provider ish, cloud very cloud centric kind of background, correct? Yeah, that's right. So over the last fifteen years, um, I, I you know I spent spent the first five years of my career uh, at uh, Quest Communications, r- really within the professional services arm there. But um, uh, but part of the role of the professional services group at the time was that uh, you know you you would find ways to build joint deals where we build the apps and get them deployed in Quest data centers. So you could say I was at a service provider uh, for those five years. In the last 10 years, I was at SunGuard Availability Services doing a whole bunch of different roles, um, primarily around operational systems tooling, um, a lot of custom development, uh, you know, portals and, and you know, web UIs, and uh, as well as monitoring systems and, and system automation. So, uh, you know, lots of variety over the last 15 years. Uh, for me, it was uh, really kind of uh, the right company, uh, the, the right product at the right time. And uh, so I was really excited to, to meet these guys and get them know them over the course of a couple months. And then I took the plunge and, uh, you know, a little over one month in and I'm loving it. Very nice. Very nice. So what what we'll do is for everyone out there, we're going to kind of split this show into into two parts. So uh, this will be a, a little different tonight. Um, what we'll do is we're going to take this first part and really kind of talk about um, CloudStack uh, kind of a quick update on CloudStack, and, and you and I were both at the, the CloudStack uh, Collaboration Conference in Amsterdam um, a couple weeks ago. So, so Chip, the, you being officially you know, the chief cat herder of CloudStack, tell us a little bit about 
what has changed and what is different since the graduation to a top level of Apache project and how the product has advanced um, and, and what are some of the kind of cool things the users are really looking for with the product these days? Sure, no problem. So <clears throat> I would say the, the, the most interesting thing is the continued growth of the community. Um, I mean, we're, we're definitely a, a tight-knit community. Um, you know, I heard an analogy while we were at that, the last conference. Um, you know, somebody who, had, who really hadn't been to one before looked at me and said, you, know, you guys are kind of like the cheers of the, uh, of the cloud world, right? You know, you've, <laughs> you've got three, I love that. Yeah, three, 350 people here in this conference. Uh, all of you seem to know each other. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and if you kind of extrapolate that around the globe, right, uh, it's a slightly different set of people that showed up at the, you know, the North American event. Uh, there's a there's a uh, pretty big uh, CloudStack Day event that the uh, Japan user group is going to run, um, and they're expecting hundreds of people to that uh, to show up at that as well. Um, so it's a really tight knit community, but it continues to grow. Um, we're seeing it grow uh, in terms of the vendors sponsoring developers. Um, you know, a great example of that is uh, Juniper. Right, Juniper uh, donated uh, the plugin that allows us to orchestrate Open Contrail. Um, so we're really excited to get our, our 4.3 release out, right? Because that, that includes the uh, um, Contrail support along with a whole bunch of other features. But uh, that's a great, great new vendor that's sponsoring some developers that uh, they get to work on the project with us. Um, <clears throat> you know, the other interesting thing is <clears throat> we're starting to see a lot of traction in and continued traction in the service provider space. Um, I actually was was really amazed at the number of providers that are really the users of the software primarily, but they're starting to invest in the project, um, and and that was the type of thing that we saw. You know, I, I I'm assuming you know you walked around the floor at the, the conference in Amsterdam. Um, Green Cloud was there, Cola was there, uh, Exascale was there, LeaseWeb was there. All of these providers are are working on the project itself. Uh, they're actively you know making good money uh, off of the CloudStack project, which is obviously why we all you know spend the time. Yeah, um, and I will add this too because so I went to you know do a little compare and contrast real quick because it's the first thing everyone's going to ask. So we might as well just do it. Um, <laughs> so I was at the OpenStack Summit and I was at the CloudStack Collab. Very very different audiences, um, and and it, not to put any of them in a negative light by any means, just to compare and contrast of. The OpenStack Summit was very much, it seems like, a lot of people, some people kind of doing some production things, but honestly, a lot of people just still trying to figure it out. How do I operate it? How do I set it up? Um, A lot of, you know, vendors kind of almost really uh, vying for attention um, at times. And the CloudStack Collab, again, like you were saying, much smaller group. It is definitely everyone knows everyone. And it almost seems like everyone kind of has pretty advanced projects at this point up and running in production. And it's really honestly more about exchanging ideas of like, how do I go faster? How do I optimize this? How do I, you know, fill this, this feature or skill gap in the product, you know, really like how do you tweak and tune it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not, not just how do you tweak and tune it, but you know, how do you scale it? There's uh, there, there's a particular service provider um, that I, I won't mention by name, but I was talking to their head of uh, head of cloud services, and you know he he mentioned to me that um, they're they're having so much success at this point that they're um, you know frankly they're they're struggling with with the procurement uh, that's necessary to get more gear in place fast enough. Um, at the same time, they're they're taking what is a public offering and they're branching into 
basically dedicated private clouds for their customers, and, and they're you know expecting that to be wildly successful. So, um, you know, it's all goodness, right? Anytime somebody's successful in the market, um, you know, based on whatever software they choose to use, it, it just elevates all of us. So, um, that really was the kind of the theme of the conference. Yep, absolutely, and. Um... I will add this as well. So, so quick plug for for some of the guys here. Um, the the conference was put on by um, a, gump, uh, a a company, or really a group of guys from a company, a Schubert Phyllis, um, and they were just they did an incredible job. I mean, at the end of the day, this really was almost like a user driven conference. Um, and then I also have to say thank you to the guys because they actually, so I don't know if you're familiar with this or, or not, Chip, but uh, Brian and I um, raise money for charity. Um, the Krispy Kreme Challenge, a run here in Raleigh. You run two and a half miles, eat a dozen donuts, run two and a half miles. Um, and we raised like $4,000 for charity last year. Well, um, the Schubert guys, they, they donated and they donated a pretty substantial amount, actually. And so I have to say just a huge thank you, thank you to them. And they're actually thinking about maybe flying some people over to actually run the race with us, which would just oh, be it's just hysterical. So I'm really yeah, hoping they do it. <laughs> yeah, that is, you know, that is a really great group of guys. Um, you're, you're right. They, they did the majority of the work for the conference. You, you said it was almost a user uh, driven conference. I, I would actually counter that and say it was a user planned conference. Sure, sure. Uh, Schubert is a is a very active user of CloudStack, and you know they took point uh, in making sure that that everything ran smoothly. I, you know, I got to tell you, I showed up a uh, day early, went into their offices straight from the airport, um, popped in, sat there, and said, "All right, what do you need me for?" And they just kind of looked at me and said, "We're good." So, <laughs> and that, you know, honestly, that, that process was, uh, it, it was, it was like that throughout the course of the, of the event, all the way to teardown when, you know, they, uh, even the, the, the members of their company that weren't at the event, uh, swarmed into the venue. Uh, they had it basically broken down in a matter of, you know, an hour or so. Yep. Um, so, I mean, just amazing organization, uh, great, uh, great people. Um, they did a fantastic job. And, uh, and yeah, it really, it really was a very successful user-driven conference. Um, you know, the, the organizing committee wasn't just Schubert, but, uh, you know, we, we had other members of the, uh, you know, of the community at large, as well as the project management committee, um, it, you know, various different systems integrators that are, uh, that are working in the community and, and a couple other uh, providers as well. So uh, really, really great uh, to see the community come together to pull something off like that. Let's flip over to talk about Logic for a little bit. So first of all, um, because, you know, I'm willing to bet uh, the vast majority of the folks out there may not necessarily be familiar with the company because it is a relatively new company and a relatively small company. Um, but tell us a little bit about the products that you're offering because you, um, you know, full disclosure, you and I did a webinar together like last week. So, you know, (laughs) I, (laughs) I kind of know what's going on with it, but, but for those that are out there, you know, why Cumulogic, why, um, you know, your software runs on top of OpenStack, runs on top of CloudStack, runs on top of AWS and, and really helps kind of almost the way I look at it. It almost helps, kind of fill some gaps and some holes and make some nice connections between platforms. And so um, give everyone kind of a, a sense of, of, of the product. Absolutely. So the, the, the basic premise that Cumulogic has is that Amazon has demonstrated to the market 
what it takes to be successful as a cloud provider. Um, we believe that, that that same model can be applied to smaller, um, smaller cloud providers. You do not have to operate at the same scale to provide your users with relatively similar features. Now, it's kind of up to you to make sure that you've got a way to differentiate yourself, um, but we're helping provide effectively feature parity, both for private clouds as well as for smaller public clouds. Um, so we look at Amazon's success, and it is not just about EC2 and S3, right? It's their success is actually tied to a number of different services that they offer, um, you know, including things like RDS or simple queuing system. Basically, they've, they've figured out the formula that says that um, you, you take varying levels of abstraction above the infrastructure, you package it, and you create a service from it. And then the other piece of the puzzle that they're, they're working towards or that they're, they have solved is that they provide um, easy ways to compose those modular services together, right? Uh, they have Beanstalk and they have CloudFormation and they also have their OpsWorks module. And those are all about service composition. Um, they also have a very you know, broad ecosystem of tools that allow users to find ways to compose these various services together. So that's Amazon. They, they've proven that mar- model in the market. Um, and what Cumulogic's doing is we're allowing other cloud operators to offer a suite of very similar services. Right? So we offer uh, an RDS equivalent. In fact, we have API uh, compatibility with Amazon um, for our RDS offering. Um, we also offer you know, messaging as a service, um, you know, NoSQL as a service, um, we've got a cache as a service, elastic load balancing. So we've, we're building these modular services that, that, again, can be composed in various ways. And we've also got uh, what is effectively a, a Beanstalk equivalent and soon to be released um, what is a OpsWorks equivalent, so an Amazon OpsWorks. So we're, we're now taking the same tack that Amazon's taking and saying we'll help operators offer composable services and we'll also offer them ways to compose those services together. Uh, the idea being that you know, if you're a service provider, you want to you want to make sure that you can support the needs, the complete set of needs that your your users are getting out of Amazon. You know, let's say that your um, our friends in Iceland, GreenCloud, they have a very compelling uh, argument to say that if you're concerned about your carbon footprint, well, host with them, right? Um, and so they offer an infrastructure as a service platform. But what what they need to be offering, in my opinion, um, are the set of features that allow developers or, or administ- you know, system administrators, DevOps-style uh, folks to consume their infrastructure in a very similar way to what they could get out of Amazon. Well, and so you bring up a very interesting point here. and um, So break it down into a couple different things. Um, first of all, agree w- with you completely of the Amazon Web Services. Yeah, a, a lot of people think it, you know, EC2, S3 kind of things. But if you look at the the actual breadth of all of their products. It's actually really amazing <laughs> how, how many products and, and the toolbox they've built and the modular, almost library of services that are offered on top of infrastructure as a service. Um, and it almost seems like the infrastructure as a service market went by very quickly because it, it, it very much seems like everyone is demanding infrastructure as a service plus. 
you know, plus this, plus that, you know, whatever the needs of that individual, you know, service provider or organization would be. And so, you know, providing these Amazon equivalents, especially if, if you include, you know, at an API level equivalent, um, definitely seems to me almost where the market is, is going. Um, and very smart move because, you know, like I said, it, it just, Sometimes EC, you know, EC2, S3 just doesn't seem like enough. Like, it, that's great, but then what? <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you know, it's, you know, VMs as a service and, and object stores as a service, I mean, they're incredibly important. Um, there are lots of use cases for it. Clearly, a massive market has developed around it, but it, it's it's not actually what's driving Amazon's success. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that the plethora of services, and clearly, you know, we don't have uh, a one-for-one -one match with everything that Amazon did um, or does. We're 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 obviously watching for the most prevalent um, usage scenarios, right? But that being said, look at reInvent's announcements. Right? I, I don't know if you watched any of them, or actually, I believe you were there. I was at that conference too. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> so, so you know, Werner, when he gave his keynote, what were his announcements about? Yeah, there were a couple of new instance sizes announced, I think, but they, you know. But that's no one just, cared this year. Yeah, I mean that's you know. <laughs> just kind of something new. Great, you know, new hardware. Um, really, it was it was things like uh, you know Postgres support, uh, you know, with RDS. Right, round of applause when he says that. Yep. It's because these higher levels of abstraction are actually much easier for people to work with if all they want is a database. Right, they want a database of their flavor, and they want all of the things like backing it up, uh, replicating it to multiple availability zones. Um, you know, monitoring it, you know, self-healing. They just want that to be abstracted away. And, well, and, and so that's that's what Amazon's doing, and, and that's what Cumulogic's trying to prevent. Well, and have we seen almost, um, you know, because because the that infrastructure as, as a service layer, um, at least with the majority of the projects and products that are out there, is is pretty mature at this point. Are, are we just seeing a lot of, you know, whether it's an enterprise or whether it's a, it's a service provider, they just don't want to build it themselves. You know, it almost seems like, and again, you coming from a service provider, you tell me, but, you know, in service providers I dealt with, a lot of them actually like to build a, build their own because they can, you know, build it fast, build it cheap, customize it exactly how they want it, um, and, you know, make as much money as possible off of it. But it almost seems like we're moving into um, a time where um, – some of the service providers I'm talking to, it's like, you know, I just give me something that works. Right. And, and yeah. so I, I can go faster that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Tell me what that's like, right. You have well, more experience there. Here's the analogy. Um, where, where I'd worked previously, we spent a ton of engineering time building our own infrastructure orchestration tooling. Right. So it's our own software, um, you know, millions of lines of code, uh, very complex deployment, uh, lots of QA people had to be dedicated to it. And that made a lot of sense for us, and, and it was successful, right? So we, we certainly don't look back and say we made the wrong choice because at the time, the options that were available to us, frankly, just didn't do what we needed them to do. Yep. Um, that, that same company, after a few years, you know, we, we stepped back and we said, let's reevaluate the, the market. Um, and we selected CloudStack, again, based on, proof of concepts with a whole bunch of different technologies and, and knowing what our user needs were. Um, and we saw that it was 80% there. So we spent the time to, to figure out how we get it, get value out of that, that 80% and help move it towards the, you know, the final 20%. 
I believe the exact same thing will occur um, as it usually does, right? So there's oftentimes a uh, you know build custom first as kind of the market tries to figure out what what the right approach is, what the right abstractions are. Um, once that happens, then there's a reason why software companies exist, right? And the reason for them to exist is that you, uh, you know, or open source projects is you know an equivalent, right? You, you need to be in a position as a as a provider of services that the technologies that you don't have to develop yourself can be effectively outsourced, right? Um, and that's what purchasing software is. That's what grabbing an open source project really is. It's it's about not having to do everything yourself. It's it's getting past the whole not invented here uh, syndrome that folks have. And certainly some providers out there are, I would say, the prime examples of not invented here syndrome. Um, I, I think that's a mistake for them, right? Because the, the market is proving that that's not necessarily the way that you have to operate. Um, because as as technologies mature, um, as uh, you know, the really, frankly, the big guys um, who are typically going to invent uh, ahead of the market, um, as they figure out what the right approaches are, it, others can can quickly follow behind them, and and then make that available to to everyone. Sure, sure. Now, let me ask you this: now, not even specific to to Cumulogic, um, but that above infrastructure as a service or infrastructure as a service plus. You know, what are the areas you typically are seeing the most interest or the most traction in? Is it is it DevOps? Is it is it PaaS? Is it um, you know, networking function virtualization kind of services? You know, where are you seeing the most demand? Yeah, great question. So first of all, I'm stealing uh, the infrastructure as a service plus uh, <laughs> term. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, you know, because certainly we, you know, we're struggling with uh, as everybody does. We're struggling with the, making sure that we have the right way to describe this to the market. Um, we're at, at this point. I would say that you know the spectrum of these composable services that are IIS plus. Um, we're we're really the only ones that are offering this type of software. So so where are we getting traction right now? Well, the core product has actually only been GA for about six months, and uh, and a few of us uh, just joined the company have really started to to accelerate the the sales cycle. Right, um, we're we're actively working uh, on a couple of of pretty good sales lead lists, um, and what I'm finding is that you know just take the service provider market. Um, all of the service providers that we've spoken with know a couple of things, right? So what they really know is that the the basic idea of hosting services is changing rapidly, right? And and if not going away, uh, well, I don't think it'll ever go away because it's just a long tail of IT, but um, it, it's certainly going to be minimized over time. Um, but but as they look at that market change occurring, they they notice that it's kind of going very quickly past VM as a service, right? Getting a virtual machine is about the same thing as hosting. Now, certainly, you change kind of the buying economics. You do per hourly, and that's great. You can get it in 10 seconds. That's fantastic. But still, fundamentally, just VM as a service is, is kind of, uh, uh, frankly, it's, it's, it's a stepping stone uh, along this path. And everybody realizes this. So uh, we're, we're actually seeing a lot of traction right now in the service provider market, kind of mid-sized service providers, uh, smaller service providers. All of them get where the market's going. The other place that we're seeing it, uh, really, that story uh, take hold 
are in the enterprises, right? The, the IT directors that, that are sitting there with a private cloud, but they're wondering why are their, their developers, the line of business guys that they don't control, still going off to Amazon? Why are they still you know, putting the business uh, in a position where they don't necessarily know where all of their um, uh, IT spend is going, right? And you know, that's really the problem that private clouds are trying to solve. They're, they're trying to provide a more sheltered environment, um, gain a little bit of control for IT, um, you know, I don't want to turn this into a private-public debate because uh, there's arguments both ways, but, but that's kind of the goal of a lot of these private clouds, right? Um, and and they're, they're having the same problem. They're having a problem where, uh, just like the, the other providers, VMs are interesting, but they're not the whole story. So it's, it's cloud operators that, that are really the ones that are getting the cumulogic story. Um, we're not trying to sell directly to, to application developers, um, although if they think the services are valuable and want to drag their IT guy in to you know, talk to us, that would be fantastic. I'm never going to turn that down. But um, really, it's, it's the operators, both, both private cloud and, and you know, public cloud operators that, uh, that understand the market dynamics, see the value in this, understand there's a path to monetizing it um, as a provider, uh, or that there's a path to, to demonstrating significant cost savings internally. Sure. And it's almost – so this very much feels like um, – so uh, – so for everyone out there, we're, we're actually recording this one on Monday night. Um, and I, I actually just published the previous one, um, which was all about cloud operations, actually, with VM Turbo. Um, actually, I just published that this morning. But this almost feels like the, almost, the, the, the same kind of theme in the fact that it, it, it's, it's all about operations, but it's operations above the infrastructure as a service layer. And as opposed to um, that operations conversation was all about, you know, plugging things like monitoring and root cause analysis and, and things that, that, you know, the very, very hands-on operators want to know to maintain and, you know, care and feeding kind of aspects of clouds. This is more designed at filling holes and providing better services above and beyond infrastructures of service. Is that kind of a, a summary? Yeah, that's fair. And I, you know, I actually know the VM Turbo guys from, uh, you know, from years ago, back when they were still in stealth. Uh, great technology. Uh, you know, I love some of their basic premises. Um, but really, they're all about how do they optimize the environment. Um, at its core, right? And, and I know they've got you know, the root cause analysis modeling and you know, all, all of that really important stuff. But, um, but, but really, fundamentally, it's about, uh, it's about fault avoidance, but it's also about um, you know, cost optimization for private clouds, right? How do you compress as much in as possible? Um, that's, that's an important element in operating anything. Um, but yeah, cumulogic's not necessarily about how do you you know, how do you save costs on the platform? We're actually more worried about how does the platform deliver the functions necessary for the application owners to, to get value, right? Um, to, to us, that's, that's well, first, it's, it's a much more important area because, you know, when I, when I go talk about cloud services, the thing I like to remind everybody about is that, you know, you don't, companies don't buy hardware because it's fun, right? We, you, you buy hardware, you build private clouds, all of that is in service of applications, and those applications are in service of users. So the more the application owners, whether they're new development um, applications or whether they're legacy applications that still have you know, architectural needs that could be delivered through cloud services, um, they really need to make sure that they simplify 
the deployment and the change of those applications because that's how you get that you know to uh, to use a cliche right that's how you get the business agility that's necessary yep yep I completely agree with that now tell me a little bit about um because you you know you you really almost cover all the basis in the fact that you, you're cloud stack compatible, you're open stack compatible, you're AWS compatible or at least API level compatible, and then don't you also kind of cover Eucalyptus at that point in time too? Uh, we do, yeah. We've we've got a partnership with Eucalyptus, and we we test against both Amazon as well as Yuka. Gotcha. Uh, we we talk to vCloud Director. Um, okay. So so it's you know we we want to make sure that any platform is able to. Um, have the Cumulogic software running as part of the overall environment, and it can make use of that that infrastructure as a service tier, right? So it can get the virtual machines it needs to spin up databases, um, and we really want to do that in a way that's agnostic to to the particular technology that's been selected, right? Because a, a database as a service, you know, if, if if we make it really easy to get Oracle databases, um, who cares what the you know the thing that got the VM is? Because um, right, 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 I mean. We, that that's not that's not really the point. Um, the the main point is how does that application quickly get deployed? So yeah, we've we work with um, you know OpenStack APIs, the the AWS AWS APIs, VCD, uh, as well as CloudStack and Cloud Platform. Now, I mean, since this is all, almost obviously designed to be. You know, I don't want to say directly a, a direct AWS competitor, but almost an an, an emulator. Um, how does that fit into, um, say, the the million and one OpenStack projects of the world? You know, like you've got Trove, you've got Solum or Selum or whatever. I forget how you forget that one. Um, I think it's Solum. Um, or, you know, VMware and their, you know, kind of kitchen sink approach to like vCloud Suite or something like that where um, – they might have products within their project or product suite that cover some of these, right? Yeah, certainly, um, certainly, and and I think that, uh, for example, uh, Cumulogic is participating in the development of Solemn. Um, we're, you know, we're we're watching it. We're we're uh, you know helping where we can. Um, obviously, we're we're a small company, but we've we've got a lot of experience in that particular space. Um, the 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 Cumulogic product itself, though, um, it's it's very very focused in, in what it's trying to achieve. So, you know, we we bump into uh, lots of different other software categories, right? There's application blueprinting that you know we bump into different companies that do things like that. We, you know, we bump into the space a little bit because we can do multiple clouds. Uh, you know, in kind of the same Cumulogic deployment can can allow these services to be deployed be deployed across multiple clouds, so you kind of bump into the right scales and in stratuses of the world. Um, and, you know, there's a number of different areas where we where we have uh, tangential um, competitors where, you know, it, it isn't necessarily the focus um, of our software, but we offer similar functions. But that's just a reality of the way the software space works, right? Um, we're just going to remain very focused on looking at what the, uh, not just Amazon, you know, we're clearly watching Google, uh, we're clearly watching Microsoft, um, but I would say what these mega clouds, for lack of a better term, are doing, um, because it, you know when they're doing it at scale, um, once they start driving the market a particular direction with with a with a style of cloud service that developers and operators have, or you know DevOps guys are 
proving that they want, um, that's something that's valuable for uh, everybody else to adopt, right? So, so that's our focus. Um, we, again, might edge into other spaces. Uh, that's not uh, anything other than the fact that that's where the features are leading us. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. I tell you what, we are about out of time here. We're, we're about at that time limit where everyone starts tuning us out. Um, <laughs> so, so Chip, where can everyone find out more, um, about you, about your organization, about the products, um, about CloudStack, you know, kind of give us the rundown real quick. Oh man, it's a rundown. Okay. So Cumulogic is C-U-M-U-L-O-G-I-C.com. Um, have a look there. You know, it'll, it'll describe the, the various services that we offer. Um, you can certainly get in touch with us there. We're, we're happy to, to work with anybody who's interested in uh, doing a proof of concept with us and, and kind of taking us for a spin. Um, so we'd love to hear from you there. Uh, myself, you get in touch with, uh, I guess Twitter's usually the right way to do it. Um, so just Chip Childers, um, that's C H I P C H I L D E R S, uh, one word on Twitter. And uh, Apache CloudStack, you can always find at cloudstack.apache.org. There you go. Well, very cool. Well, thank you very much for your time this evening. If you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you can find links to everything podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>